It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawk Show powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. Thanks for being with us on this very special Thursday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Hey, if you're watching us on YouTube, do us a favor and have that like button for us and subscribe to the YouTube page. And if you're listening on the podcast later on, make sure you're following or subscribe there. Let's get right to it, fellas. We've been waiting to do this all week. Mm-hmm. He is a two-time All-Star. He is a two-time Jennings Trophy winner. He is third all-time in Blackhawks wins. He is second all-time in Blackhawks save percentage, third all-time in Blackhawks goals against average, and fourth all-time in Blackhawks goals saved above average. Most importantly, he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. He is number 50, Corey Crawford. Corey, thanks for being with us, man. We appreciate this. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. And congratulations on the honor having your number retired by the Rockford Ice Hogs uh, this weekend. You had your uh, junior number retired before, too, so only one more to go now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Got to get yeah. that number 50 up <laughs> yeah. at the United Center soon. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice to see, but I, I won't hold my breath. I'll tell you that, but uh, that that's unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean, guys, we, we play the game to, you know, play in the NHL. Uh, that's our dream growing up is all the little kids uh, is to go and make it to the NHL and play and, and win a Stanley Cup. And um, I, I don't know how many guys, uh, you know, really dream about having their, their jerseys hung in, in the rafters. And, um, you know, I, I, I personally didn't really uh, think about that too much. Uh, you know, I was more just focused on, on trying to make it to the NHL and, and then when I got there to, to win a Stanley Cup. So um it's it's uh it was a, a crazy crazy uh moment crazy time in in moncton when it when it happened uh it, it was just unbelievable to have uh, all my family there and uh the guys i played with and um to do this uh for the the rockford organization um you know it's uh it means a lot it's it's special you know um it, it's still part of the the chicago blackhawks uh team and um, you know, I, that was, uh, that was home. That was home for me ever since I was drafted. And, um, you know, it, it means a lot to, to go do that there too. You've, uh, you spent three full seasons with the ice hogs before, uh, landing here in Chicago. What, what kind of, you know, going back there this weekend, you know, what's kind of your, your, your memories from spending those years out in Rockford and, and how much that meant in your, uh, overall development as a player? Um, it, you learn a lot. Um, I think, uh, you know, being a little bit, a little bit older too, uh, having spent the, la- the last three of my five years, uh, in the AHL there, um, you know, I was, uh, obviously, uh, gearing to get to the NHL and, and, and that was my goal. And, um, so there, there's a lot of ups and downs you have to go through, uh, being the American Hockey League and, learning uh, the pro game and uh, everything that goes with it. And um, I, I think most off is just trying to stay positive and, and uh, you know, hoping that your, your chance is going to come soon, sooner rather than later. But um, we, I, I had a great time in Rockford. Uh, you know, we had, we had a great team and, um, you know, a lot of guys uh, moved on from there and had uh, really, really good careers in the NHL and, um, you know, while we were there in Rockford, we, we had a really good time. We spent a lot of time together, uh, you know, outside the rink and, 
um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to to play in that in that city. My turn. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 funny how you know you you look back and you know look at the the time that you had with with the Blackhawks and how impactful it was. You you kind of go back and you're like, why wasn't he an, an NHL player sooner? Um, and I think now we're kind of in that spot with this team where you know we're getting anxious to see what some of the younger guys can do. Um, what did the the that time in in, in the AHL and and playing in Rockford? What do you think that did for your game as you as you developed as a as a young goaltender and then prepared yourself for when you did get the call to the NHL? Like, how much did that did that impact your uh, development? Um, I I mean uh, it's everything. It's the the practices, learning how to to be a pro and, and come every day and work hard and um, the little details. Um, you know, the travel, uh, taking care of yourself. Now you're living on your own. Um, you're not in junior, you're not living with a family anymore. So there, there's that side of it too, uh, to be doing the right things, uh, away from the ring so that when you're there and, and you're competing, you're, you're in good shape and you're in the right spot. So, um, there, there's lots of things that you have to, you have to go through, uh, mentally, physically, uh, to put yourself, uh, uh, or make yourself better to, to get to the NHL and be a good NHL player, um. You know, it's uh, like I said, it's a lot of up and downs. It's uh, it's a grind, and um, when you have your mind on on making the next level, um, you know, it's it's hard to stay uh, stay present and stay uh, stay on the jobs you have to do. Uh, you know, uh, when you're you're constantly thinking about when when your chance is, when you're going to get called up, and um, it, it kind of helps you uh, to get back and stay present and uh, focus on what you're doing. And I have to imagine, especially for someone like you, who you did have to wait your turn to get your NHL shot, that that, that first game or those first few games had to be, I would imagine, pretty nerve-wracking for you, just knowing that you had to make that great impression right away because you went right up to a contender. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was uh, – I, I can't remember all of it, but I think I got a maybe a game uh, – one year, I think it was ten when they won close to closer to the end of the year, maybe against Anaheim, and I think we ended up losing that game. But uh, that kind of felt like it was maybe a chance to uh, show show really what I what I had. And um, uh, over the years, I think I struggled too uh, early on when I went up in the NHL. Uh, you know, against St. Louis, uh, that, that was a tough one. That was like, timing was way off. It was just, it's a completely different game. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's more controlled, but everyone does everything a, a little bit better. Right. Um, so it was, uh, you know, it, it was, it was hard. It was definitely hard to watch, uh, guys I played with, um, you know, Bufflin and, uh, and all those guys, uh, move up, move on. And, uh, and go to the NHL and then watch them, uh, you know, go for a run and, and, uh, win a Stanley cup. Uh, those are the guys I played, uh, you know, a bunch of years with in the minors. And, um, you know, I felt I, I could be there. So it was, it, it was a tough time, but it, you know, it was also a time to see what else I had, you know, to, to stick with it and, um, you know, see if I, if I could do it too. We had uh, Marion Hosa here right before he had his number retired Name last job. year. And, uh, well, you know, <laughs> uh, and uh, I asked him this question. I'm going to ask it to you now, and I have a feeling you guys are going to have the same answer. Uh, but we talked about all the great, you know, future Hall of Famer guys worthy of Jersey retirements that you had on those teams, you know, with your your Kane and Taves and Keith and Seabrook. But. Who's maybe the, un, the unsung guy, the guy on those Stanley Cup winning teams that doesn't get nearly enough credit that you probably don't win without having him on that roster? Is there is there a guy that you look to and oh, say, man, he doesn't yeah. get the credit he deserves? I mean, there's you look down the whole lineup. There's there's so many guys. That Jalmerson is you know a guy that barely gets mentioned. Uh, the, the defense and blocking shots and uh, Seabrook, how many, how many big goals that he scored, uh, in the playoff runs, uh, in OT and, 
against Boston, OT, uh, uh, Detroit. Uh, I mean, there's the, the list. Uh, Shaw, Shawzy was unbelievable. You know, he played like he was six five and the little guy firing around, hitting everyone and playing in front of the net. And um, that it was, it was such a fun team to play on. That it was, it was uh, unbelievable to play in a city like Chicago and and go on to do what what we did. Um, it, it was so much fun, and um, you know the there there are so many guys that contributed and 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 did so much. Uh, you know, it's it's really it's really a team game. You have your all stars, uh, Kane, Taves, and and Keith and stuff, but. There, there's so many guys that did did a lot uh, during those runs. Uh, Kruger, who killing penalties and and all that, he'd throw in the, the the key goal every once in a while. And um, I, man, it's it's hard to say. Sharp, sharp too. Uh, it's really hard to say. I think a lot of people would would say you as as an answer to that question too, as being kind of one of the unsung players and and, and one of the more uh, underappreciated players of that that era of, of, of Blackhawks hockey, when you come back to Chicago or when you, uh, you know, you were at the Marion Hossa, uh, Jersey retirement night, when you come back and, you know, people see that, you know, you're involved with a, with an event or anything like that. Do you feel that like love in the city that's still there for you? Like, I mean, I don't know if you can see our chat, but our chat is just blowing up with, uh, you know, such praise for you in, in your time. Um, do you feel that like when you, when you come around, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I run into uh, Hawks fans uh, quite a bit. You know, I'm still I'm, I'm living in the area, so uh, and my my boys are, are playing hockey, so I, I run into you know hockey hockey fans, hockey families, and um, you know people are awesome. The the Hawks fans are are unbelievable. It's it's fun to see all the excitement on their face when they talk about all the the old games and the the playoff runs and all that. Uh, you know, it's uh, it means a lot, you know, like we, we did it for, for ourselves, our team, but, uh, you know, it, it means even more. It wouldn't be as fun if the, if all the fans weren't there. So, um, you know, the city has always been, been great to me, uh, been great to all the other guys and, uh, it really made it, uh, the, the fun it was. So. Yeah. I, I do hope you are feeling that, that love from the fans, because I think there was, a period of time where I guess national pundits would maybe look at you as, well, you know, he's just the goalie on a great team and he's just kind of doing his job. But when you look through the history books, and I sort of read off a little preliminary list before we got started, you are up there with the greats of this franchise. And, you know, you're right there with Glenn Hall and Tony Esposito and Eddie Belfort, all Hall of Famers. I hope that as time has gone on, that people in Chicago love you, you know that, but people around the NHL can take a look and say, damn, this guy was, this guy was a lot more than I think we gave him credit for during the Hawks runs. Cause I think people were so easy to just say, well, you know, you've got Kane and Taves and Hosa and Keith and that's anyone could do it. That wasn't the case, man. You were, you were a huge part of this. And I hope, I hope that you recognize that we all recognize that from you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a team game. Uh, obviously we had a great team, right? Like we could score, uh, you know, and, we were never, never really out of a game. Um, but if you look at, at past Stanley Cup champions, uh, there, it's really hard to see a goalie that just takes a team all the way to the end, right? Uh, you look at Tampa, their, their team is, is pretty stacked as well. They can score. They got a lot of top-end guys. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it really comes down to the whole team. You need those other guys too, those unsung heroes that you talked about. Uh, guys that are blocking shots, killing penalties. Uh, you know, there's there's also been teams that had a ton of skill and were have lost out in the first couple rounds. Uh, you know, there there's always teams like that, like that every year. So uh, I I don't know. I find you know when you play on a really good team as a goalie, um, it's about uh, timely saves. You're not going to get as much work as a guy who plays on a team at the bottom end of the league, right? You're not going to get the, the 40 shots, 20 scoring chances a game. Uh, you more have to be ready for those, uh, you know, five or six that, uh, that come at you during the game, especially in the playoffs when it tightens up. Um, you know, you have to be ready for, for those chances. Uh, 
because you're not going to get as much work as as uh, someone else, another goalie on a weaker team. So um, it's it's hard to say, you know. Like uh, I, I don't really like talking about myself anyway. So, uh, but uh, that was uh, you know it, it was uh, it was so much fun to play on that team, and uh, I definitely I definitely took my heat. Uh, also right like in the early years maybe second year where it was a little more roller coaster uh, up and down season uh but then that's something you also learn from right you learn to take that take the bad stuff all the the stuff in papers or the the guy in section whatever 100 something yelling at you and cursing you out and you suck and all that so you learn to to take (laughs) that and and, and just move on. So uh, that, that, that's part of it, right? That's part of sports, and because they, they want to see the best too, right? Like they want they want the best out of you too. So um, you know, you get to learn to, to brush off all that stuff. Yeah, I want to apologize for some things that I said about you on Facebook in 2011. So I'll I'll, I'll own <laughs> yeah. up to that. <laughs> I think it was my space. Uh, all right. Hey, I, hey, I let in some shitty ones too. So uh, hey, I, I, I can't talk a few from the red line that I probably yeah. should have had. I, I do want to ask, how many dinners did Patrick came buy you when he took the Con Smythe from you in 2013? How many dinners did he buy me? I don't think he bought me any dinners for that. <laughs> Yeah, because that, that one should have been yours, I think, that, that 2013 team. I, they, they don't get there without you. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. He was pretty good in that playoff, too. He had a few overtime winners, I think. I, I can't, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of all a blur of what, uh, especially 15 and 13, I kind of mix up uh, OT goals and, and stuff like that. But when I if, I if I rewatch it, it'll kind of come back again. But I don't know. That, that stuff doesn't really doesn't really matter to be honest uh you know uh, i think uh, a bunch of guys could have deserved that one uh but i, I think the just the feeling of going through it all and uh, making it to the end uh, that that was the best part to be honest well, i don't know if you're if you're keeping up with the way the the team is doing now obviously total rebuild kind of bedards here um when he's when he's been healthy he's been a lot of fun to watch and i think we kind of, as we are watching this new team grow, we're trying to fill in the blanks of like, okay, who's going to be the next Patrick Kane? Who's going to be the next Corey Crawford? Who's going to be the next Duncan Keith? I, I want you to talk about a little bit like, it wasn't just the fact that that team was talented and that they had great players. What was it about them in terms of personality and makeup? I remember uh, Ken Hitchcock talked about the Hawks and, and he used the word resolve. And he said the team had more resolve than any of the other teams in the league. What was it that made that group, aside from their talent, so special? Oh, man, it's, I, I think Q, too. Uh, Q was a great uh, coach or, or manager. He, he's good at managing our, our, our team and getting, getting the best out of guys. Uh, you know, there was, we had everything. We had Siebes who kept things light in the room, uh, you know, before games and, uh, you know, Shaw, Shawzy too was, he was good at that. And we just had, uh, you know, those, those kind of character guys, uh, that, that kind of led the way, um, you know, and, um, we, we just had that confidence. It seemed like that we would always, uh, we were never out of games or, you know, we wouldn't let, uh, losing streaks, uh, drag on. Um, I, th- I think that was a big part of it too. You have to, you have to have that confidence and 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 have that uh, will um, and knowing that you're gonna you're gonna come out on top mo- most nights, right? Um, you, we're talented too, and and we worked hard. We we worked really hard. Guys uh, guys played. Uh, you need that too. You, like you said, you could have all the skill, but if you're not uh, if you're not putting it out there every every night, all of it, then I mean you you're gonna wind up losing. You know so. Um, Q, Q was good at that. He he kept the practices short, which guys loved. Uh, and we got uh, when we were playing, you know, every other night. Um, you know, we had a lot of days off, a lot of rest, and I think other teams, guys from other teams, would ask about that too. And um, you know, I, I think it uh, that helped too. They just have so many days off and get the kind of rest that we needed with all the travel and everything that comes with with playing in the league. <clears throat> 
the, the 2013 Stanley Cup final, of course, we all remember the the unbelievable finish to 17 seconds, but being able to win that 2015 one on home ice, I mean, how special was that? I mean, I was fortunate enough to be in the building that night. I don't think I've ever heard it louder than it was that night, especially after Duncan Keith got the goal. But can you just go through the emotions it was winning the ultimate prize, but doing it, you know, in the building full of your fans and just the, the excitement that it caused. Oh man, I'm, I'm kind of getting goosebumps thinking, thinking about it again. Uh, yeah. In front of your, in front of your fans. Uh, that's, that's unbelievable. That's, uh, it, it was a great feeling, um, you know, to, to, for all the work you did and leading up, it's, it's not just, it's not just that season, right? It's your whole, it's your whole career. You, you lead up and, to be able to do that in, in front of your uh, in front of your fans is it's amazing. It's amazing to have all there, and then we all the the family and everything, and and uh, in the dressing room after and, and on the ice. Uh, that was uh, that that was special, you know. That's uh, that was the whole the whole point of playing hockey. You know? What was the uh, in twenty fifteen? Speaking of, what was that weight like? on the cup because it was delayed in traffic because it was storming that day. You guys win the game, you're on the ice, and then it's about, what, 30, 30 minutes before the cup's even there? Like, what's, you know, having done it in 2013, it was probably a quick, uh, quick turnaround, but what was that weight like in 2015? <laughs> to be honest, I, I didn't even know it wasn't, it wasn't there. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The family was on the ice and celebrating with the, the guys, and uh, it was, I... I only found out later, and and then Roosevelt showed up, uh, maybe an hour, a couple hours late. Uh, I think he got stuck. There was like a storm or something in in uh, in, in uh, Florida, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it didn't matter as long as it got there. I guess uh, <laughs> it, it was fine. But that was uh, that was an unbelievable uh, unbelievable time, man. That was. You know, uh, one day I'll, I'll I'll show my boys too. Uh, we haven't got there yet, but that that was uh, that was so much fun to to do it again at home. So, what's next for you in terms of hockey? Like, do you have any any visions of getting back into the game at all, coaching, or even like coaching your kids? Or do you have any? Have you ever considered a, a, a career in the NHL or, or coaching juniors or anything like that? Oh, I don't know. I, I saw uh, I saw. Patrick Wall was back with the with the Islanders, and I, I don't know. I, I don't honestly. I don't know if I have a, the personality to to coach a hockey team. Uh, um, maybe maybe my little guy, my my uh, my son Cooper. He he's six now, and uh, he's just started. They they got half ice going, uh, so they play uh, four on four half ice uh, little games now, which which he loves. Uh, I, I might start with that and just coach them maybe next year when they go to full ice or in a couple of years i'm not in a rush i'm more focused on them right now and uh, that, that's keeping me busy and um and having uh having uh, bedard uh drafted that's that's great for the young kids around chicago um you know the game is growing uh, where they go to play um there's so many young kids out there doing the learn to skate and learn to play and it's uh, it's really cool to see and um you know they're really lucky to have uh, have uh, bedard uh, you know i saw him a little bit in the the team canada um world championships but um seeing him play he's unbelievable talent unbelievable talent and uh you know it's cool that uh, that the little guys can can watch him grow up as a player and and, and watch him play. It's like, you know, there's kids now watching Bedard. There were kids growing up watching you and Taves and Kane and, and those guys, and you guys kind of yeah. reignited hockey in this town. And uh, I, I think, you know, reading your interview with Scott Powers, and we encourage everyone to check that out, like, I, I hope fans don't lose sight of what you guys sacrifice physically and mentally to win these Stanley Cups. And, you know, you talked about your, your back pains and your – uh, the, the, the medication, uh, problems you had, and we've seen Jonathan Taves yeah. kind of forced out of the game because of what he's been dealing with and Marion Hosa forced out of the game because of what he was dealing with. You guys sacrificed a lot and I don't think it's lost, uh, especially on this fan base, uh, all that you all sacrificed to bring these three championships to Chicago. So I think on behalf of everybody, thank you. And we hope that, uh, you know, you start feeling better physically soon. 
because <laughs> you certainly yeah. deserve it. Yeah, I, I mean it's a it's a trade off, right? We we get to play we get to play hockey for a living. We make we make uh, you know a lot of money, but like like you said, it, it's a trade off. We we sacrifice our bodies, our our brains to to play the game and you know make make a really good living, uh, you know after hockey. So um, you know it's it's uh, it's all worth it though. It was, it was, I wouldn't trade anything. Uh, it was all worth it to play in Chicago and do that. So I, I do it all over again. Now we have a couple super chats, uh, in our, uh, in our group here. Uh, there's a common theme of the, uh, the, the infamous 2013, uh, parade <laughs> speech that you gave. <laughs> Did you yeah. uh, did you ever think that that would take on the life of its own that it that it has in the 10 11 years uh, since that time? Uh, no, when I was boozing in the dressing room before the parade, I, I never thought that that, <laughs> that would happen, but uh, you know, I I don't know. Uh, you know, it's some people joke about it, make fun and uh, you know, the guys always laugh about it uh but uh my my kids have seen it too they they're they're laughing about it uh yeah. you know it, i mean it is what it is if you know me like most people probably are like where did that come from but uh <laughs> um there's uh you know it, it was uh it was an unbelievable time i might might have maybe had a couple too many drinks before that uh maybe it would have toned down a little bit but <laughs> Uh, that was whatever <laughs> it was what it was. <laughs> well, I was, I, I remember being there. Uh, it was a very hot day. So you were just, you were just doing your best to keep hydrated. So I, 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 I understand. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure like, you know, being at Grant Park and looking out, there was, you know, what, like 2 million people they, that they said was at the rally. I'm sure was, being on the stage and seeing that was uh, pretty invigorating. Yeah, I, I I couldn't see too far actually, but that was uh, it was it was it was good, man. You'd go down the down the streets and you couldn't even see the see the streets. Uh, it was just packed with people every intersection, and um, you know it was it was crazy to see, crazy to see the support uh, that the, that we got was uh, the love for for Chicago sports, for, for the Blackhawks. It's, uh, you know, it's nice to see, uh, everyone together, together and, uh, you know, uh, partying and, and having a good time and, and celebrating together in Chicago, you know, like he, the city has gone, uh, through a lot, a lot, a lot of ups and downs and a lot of, a lot of stuff. And to, to have those moments, uh, as a city is, uh, it's pretty cool. We're just very glad you didn't rap. Like for Steve, <laughs> yeah. <There's>, uh, <laughs> he, he asked me to join in on that one, and yeah, thank God I said no for. Yeah, for good that. move, good move. That was uh, yeah. we just delete that from the dynasty. Like, all right, we'll just forget about that part of it. Uh, yeah. Hey man, uh, again, you've been super generous with your time. Uh, we want to thank you for it. Uh, you are always welcome on the show. You've got that link. Anytime you want to dial in yeah. and yell about hockey, just click Anytime. it, and we'll be here. And. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're happy I to might, have you, man. I might. Uh, I'm start, I'm, I'm, we're starting to get back into it a little bit. He, he's watching the NHL on the fly. He's he's crazy about it. He's got the NHL on Xbox, and he's he's all hockey right now. So who knows? Yeah, maybe okay. maybe I will jump back on. Yeah, we do we yeah. do we do live post game shows after all eighty two games. Anytime you want to come in and, and uh, critique the yeah. goaltending, you you have an open invitation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I won't do that. I won't do that. They've been playing really well. David Mrazek too has been playing, been playing great. Uh, it's just then uh, they the kids want to see. They want Bedard to get back on the ice. But we all we do, do too. Yeah, we Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone everyone does. But you can't rush that. You can't rush that. So um, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Is, Congrats absolutely. on the Jersey retirement. We got we got one more super chat we want to read uh, to you. Our our buddy Bone Crusher says, "My dad got me into hockey many years ago. I bought him a new Hawks jersey for Christmas. Without any hesitation, he wanted a Crow jersey. So there you go. You're still moving awesome. merch all these yeah. years later, Corey. <laughs> Clearing it out finally. Yeah. <laughs> exactly." Yeah. All right, man. We appreciate it. We we're going to be there Saturday, yeah, so we'll maybe we'll bump Saturday. into you. But uh, enjoy the night. Uh, enjoy the honor, and uh, hopefully, many more to come. 
All right. Thanks, man. See you All guys. Right. Appreciate it. All right. All right thanks, take care. Thanks, Corey. There he is. That's uh, the crow himself, Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford. There are still a few tickets left for Saturday night's game, according to the Ice Hogs. So if you still want to go check it out and see Corey Crawford get his number 29 retired in Rockford, uh, go to the website, icehogs.com. Get your tickets now. There's like, I know yeah. it's a. It's, They'll be gone by the time the show is over. They're always yeah. like, hey, there's only a few tickets left. I was told this morning by the Ice Hogs, like, they're talking like, a couple hundred left. So and literally just a few. Yeah, go go grab them, sell and, out the BMO. And if you and, are uh, coming, it's gonna be a great night. The ceremony is supposed to start at six twenty five. So make sure you're there early. Get to the building early. Get in your seats. Get ready. Should be a a really good fun ceremony. I'm looking forward to getting out there. Yeah, and it's a, if you've never been to an Ice Hogs game. They're great. Like it's awesome. a lot of fun. The atmosphere is awesome. The crowd's it's real a, into it's it. It's a great building for yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a bad seat in the house. And you got Beefaro. You do. you do have beef roux. Which is yes. average. And I will say, <laughs> if you want to make yeah, a day of it, too. you can, and the weather's nice, you can walk on to the field that the Rockford Peaches played on. That is pretty cool. You can go in the dugout. You can walk on the field. You can run the bases. It's right there. You just Google yeah. Rockford uh, Peaches field, and it will pop right up. It's very cool. So you can, make cool. A, you can make a day of it in Rockford and have a damn good time yeah. and then hit up the Ice Hawks game at night. Uh, I yeah. definitely recommend all good of it. Good old Screw City. Screw City. <laughs> right next to Pound Town. Yep. Rivals. <laughs> Rivals with Pound Town. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, Saturday's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Ice Hogs, hopefully they, uh, they get a win. They need it. And uh, they're going to have a, a pretty darn full building yep. uh, with Crawford, uh, with Crawford ceremony. The, uh, so it should be good. The hated, heated rivals, uh, Chicago Wolves. Ah, yes. Who they have yet to beat this year. Mm. So they were saving it for Crow. Nice yeah. to see, uh, It'll be nice to see Drew Camezzo go out and get a shutout on Corey Crawford night. That'd be you nice. Know, he couldn't wear his number yeah, anymore, yeah. so the least he could do is get a shutout on, on Crawford night. That would be uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Can't wait to get out there. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Looking forward to it. All right, the Hawks did practice today, and there is a little bit of news. Actually, Luke Richardson was uh, very insightful today. A lot of uh, info yes. about Connor Bedard's injury and what's up with Jason Dickinson. And uh, a whole lot, so we're probably going to share that with the you. The word pubic bone was used he said multiple pubic times. A lot. <laughs> it was, ah, nice. it was, he also gave a major in there, and I was recording. I was going to give this a move, <laughs> I, but I, was, I, did, I did from behind <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I can sense it. it from behind me. Uh, so, yeah, we're definitely going to get to uh, today's uh, practice. But, again, if you've not gotten tickets to the game on Saturday, uh, icehawks.com, I'm going to assume right now it's 3.02. It'll probably be gone by 4 o'clock. So yeah, I would jump act, on that quickly if you have any thoughts of going. Yes. Act fast, absolutely. Yeah. And hey, you want to act fast and uh, cash in on some bets during the uh, Super Bowl coming up this uh, this Sunday, you should do it through DraftKings. If you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Now, I'm not going to tell you how to bet. But that would be illegal. Don't do it. If I were uh, to look at the wagers here for the Super Bowl, I know we've we've talked about a couple of them, you know, over under on the uh, number to score the first touchdown or the mm-hmm. last touchdown, uh, same game parlays, all that good stuff. Uh, what you want to do is go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, you pull up the SBLVIII tab. Super Bowl 58. Splivly. Uh, and and there's just so much you can bet on. All the prop bets uh, are just amazing. It's one of the most fun uh, sporting events, I think, in the world uh, to bet on just because of how much is there. Um, DraftKings also has squares, which I know, you know, if you do squares at your own Super Bowl party, sometimes that can be a hassle. You got to make the make the poster board and everyone's got to chip in their dollars. And, you know, you got people who aren't in attendance that still want squares. <laughs> All that stuff. DraftKings, they have the squares preset for you. So uh, that is a good way to do it. Takes the hassle out of it. And you still have all the fun uh, of the Super Bowl squares. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code CHGO. New customers can bet 5 bucks, and you're going to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Again, with the code CHGO, the crown is yours. 
<clears throat> Third time's the charm, right? He said. Are we good? There. Oh, I'm ready. Just want to make sure the roof doesn't collapse on us. All right, here we go. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms of responsible gambling resources. Ooh, That's a new record! You got it. You got wow. it. You got it. Woo! Late on the draw from Steven, but that's okay. Third time's uh, the charm. He was late on the end for me last night. That's I right. had it last night. All right, that's Mario got record. you guys. Yeah, I, it was thirty-one oh five before, so thirty. There wasn't a half second to stay. All right, I guess. The, I guess the key is to talk softer while doing it, not louder. <laughs> louder slows you I down. I did. I did have to move your your audio up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, when you that's fine. That. All right. Hey, four second redemption. Record redemption. <laughs> There's not a volume requirement on. <laughs> no, but you, you follow the key, so I'm going to whisper it. you got to be time. like Mike North and turn my mic up so it's louder through the radio. <laughs> Mike, that's not how audio works. Usually when you talk louder, you sound smarter. So that's, you know. You know who else has squares? <laughs> Who's got squares? Squares of tile. Ah, yes. Empire Today. Hey. you got to get a lot of squares to fill out your kitchen or your bathroom or your mm-hmm. basement or whatever you're looking for. But you know what? You're going to get some good-ass squares because they're from Empire Today where you get shop at home convenience. <laughs> the right product for your needs. Maybe squares. rectangles, sometimes circles. Good-ass squares. Maybe a hexagon now and again. Yeah. Square? Uh, cir- would circles work? I mean, I mean you'd you have to... get, like, circular tile, Yeah, you'd have, to, you'd have to have some fill in there. But Empire could figure it out. I don't know how to do stuff. If anybody, can do, can, do it, if anybody can do it, Empire. It is Empire, right. yes. Uh, with them, you get the right product for your needs. That's a good start. Quick and professional installation and a low price guarantee you know by now you're from chicago you're from chicagoland that empire today is the best place to get new flooring that's why they're a chicagoland institution and that's why they have copycats but empire cannot be beaten on quality service or speed so their competitors advertise low quality products that empire will not waste your time with empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they would not in theirs if you're not sure exactly how those thousands of little squares are going to look in your new kitchen basement bathroom whatever their virtual floor designer is a great way to see how it will look in any space you just snap a picture of the room and instantly see how your new floors are going to look in your room empire today prides themselves on their convenient shop at home service they help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their home's lighting and decor so you can make an informed decision. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. By the way, uh, good-ass squares three years ago at Riot Fest. Amazing Very set. good. Amazing set. Also, speaking of good-ass squares, we've got the new tavern-style show. Yes. If you've uh, not checked that out yet on the uh, CHGO Sports Show feed Squares on your podcast trends. app uh, four times a week. Yeah. Little quick hitters on the topic of the day. Uh, so make sure you check out the CHGO Tavern Style. Sponsored. Uh, it all the time. By our friends at Salernos. I think Pizza. we need to celebrate by getting some Salernos. Mm, that sounds good. Don't twist my arm. Yeah, because <laughs> I have not had lunch yet. No. Well, now you know That's where you're going to get it. to eat this microphone yes, screen. If you, if, you, if you hear these like little small growling sounds, it's my stomach. Or it's the or roof it's the guy like coming through. About the roof. to, yeah, yeah. They're doing. I don't some, know if they can hear that, but it's very. Does it come through on the mics? I'm not. I'm not getting it through the mic. But okay, good. It is a very crunchy sound coming. Yeah, from it's the very. Right yeah, it's very, Andre the Giant and Yokozuna are doing laps up on the roof here. Cole <laughs> Komet's running routes, <laughs> <laughs> hitting baseballs. Hitting, yeah, hit, he's, they're hitting more baseballs off our roof. <laughs> uh, we should also remind you, by the way. Yes. Uh, Become a diehard. Yes. You've got the uh, rebuild report that was out uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Today I did my Blackhawks beat where I appealed for the Blackhawks to make a red mm-hmm. winter classic sweater. We had a little bit of a convo with uh, some Hawks brass today. Mm. And the uh, the jersey conversation is already underway between the league and the team. It's going on right now. Yeah. Literally. As going on as we speak. So yes. hopefully uh, Jamie Faulkner and company saw my article and, and fight for a red jersey. But... Uh, We'll see. I doubt it. But 
the Winter Classic has been months in the planning. and it was made uh, official yesterday. Very exciting yeah. that that's going to be coming here. But become a diehard. You get the rebuild report. You get access to the Blackhawks beat. You get a free shirt or hat upon sign-up. You get 20% off all of our events and merch at the CHGO Locker. Uh, we've got our uh, takeover coming up mm-hmm. soon for Chris Chelios' night slash yes. Patrick Kane's return. Had you been a diehard, you would have saved on that. Yep. And uh, there's always tailgates and takeovers and all sorts of things going on. We've got our Discord channel where we do our overtimes after mm-hmm. shows now and again. Uh, tons of great stuff. So Might jump in there uh, on the Discord tomorrow between optional morning skate and the game. So if you're a diehard, jump in. We'll have some some chats, and uh, yeah, it'll be good. Awesome. Yep. Become a diehard, all CHGO. Dot com. All right, we don't have a ton of time in the show left, um, but I do think, Greg, you were there. Uh, probably worth playing Luke and Full, don't you think? There's lots of good stuff in there. Sure. Luke and Full? Yeah, I think the whole thing. I think it's it's worthy of playing. He says pubic many times. <laughs> Every time you hear pubic, All right, smash, smash the like button. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you have a pubic bone, hit the like button. There you go. All right, you want to fire it up, Stephen? We ready to go? Yeah, All right, ready. here is Luke Richardson after today's practice. This is about uh, two hours ago. <laughs> uh, with Dickinson, uh, do you expect him back tomorrow? Good to go? Or? Yeah, uh, he should be ready to go. He just yeah. took a shot off the foot at the end of the game, so just a little maintenance. And, uh, um, you know, I mean, he seemed in good spirits, so I think it was just going to be a little sore in the, in the boot today. So we thought we'd be smart and wait till tomorrow and try it in the morning. But I think he's going to be ready. Is Murphy... Been uh, the last couple days? I didn't see him out there this morning. No, I think we're just going to hold him off a few more days just to make <clears> sure that we're not pushing through something that'll get worse. So uh, we kind of maybe learn that from double A. So we just want to make sure at early stages. So I think he'll be probably more uh, week, you know, he's week to week right now, but I, I wouldn't think earlier than a week, 10 days. So hopefully soon after that, but um, a couple days off to let it settle and then go and see if it, it gets better from there. What's the next step? Uh, he is, uh, you know, I mean, another doctor's appointment and scan. Uh, it's, it's on Mondays, I believe. So it was last Monday and it'll be next Monday and then go from there. But I'm pretty sure he's on pretty much the six, six, week, six weeks, so the six to eight weeks. And I think it's not going to probably be before six weeks as much as he wants it to be. But, uh, you know, he's out and he's progressing in practice other than contact drills. So he's out there still having fun with the guy. So it's uh, he's starting to have a smile on his face and feeling back to normal. Once he's cleared for contact, I mean, considering that he's been able to shoot and stay, I mean, do you expect him to kind of ramp it up pretty quickly? Were you guys going to? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll just to get him into a couple practices that uh, get him used to the, the, you know, looking for contact and avoiding contact and bracing for it and being ready for it. So just like anybody that's been out uh, with an injury that's going to, uh, you know, need some contact in practice, uh, probably a lighter one-on-one and then and then advance it into uh, a full practice. Like today at the end, we had a, you know, full uh, up and down five on five D zone offensive zone uh, practice. Uh, once he gets a few of those in, uh, uh, I think he'd be he'll be ready to go because he's skating and in the gym quite a bit. When we uh, not to get a state secret, but in hockey, when we say groin injury, are we sometimes referring to a psoas injury? A what? A psoas, the thing that connects the hip flexor. Oh, oh yeah, no, I, uh, you know, it's it's fine line. I think some connect. Some of those injuries are connected, and some aren't, and and some it's that uh, it's that you know that pubic algae area where it's the pubic bone that gets uh, irritated. It's really no pull or anything. It's just painful, and it could lead to um, you know protecting it, and then you hurt something else. So I, you know all those things are you never really know what what it, it actually is. It's they're all kind of connected, but you know I mean. That's my answer to that. I don't really, I don't know. <laughs> just was checking. It's a long-winded answer to say I don't know. Sometimes yeah. give his upper body, lower bodies. And yeah, can... yeah, no, like, and you know, there's every hockey player has hip, uh, uh, you know, uh, labrum tears. Uh, you know, uh, if you look at the groin or or the the pubic bone area, every every hockey player has them if you looked at it at the end of their career. So some of them, you know, they're not as big and you can play through them and some bodies types can, can the way you skate or the way you, you're structured. And uh, some you just can't, you gotta shut down and let it heal. So, um, you know, we have 
guys in all those categories throughout the lineup, and including all the guys behind the bench. Anybody that's played hockey for that long is going to have all those. If you took a scan, so you don't know if it's if it's recent or if it's a long time ago. Going through your career, do you kind of have to pick up general knowledge about that stuff, or is you just do? That's the luxury of having a long career. You know, I mean, uh, I was fortunate enough; I didn't have a lot of major joint injuries. You know, like uh, I think it was a broken foot once and a broken jaw and a broken orbital bone. So, like things that were just kind of impact things. I was lucky that uh, I wore preventive knee braces uh, when I was in junior. One guy came back from Pittsburgh's camp and he made everybody wear the, like the linemen wear them before you wreck your knee. They're kind of a preventive one and they're less invasive and uh, really easy to put on and, and they're not sized for anybody other than large, extra large or medium. And I just thought for a tall kind of gangly teenager it was a good idea so I got to on my own. And uh, other teams, when I get to a new team everybody's like, oh you have knee injuries? I'm like, nope. Don't plan on it. So, <laughs> a couple times I blocked a shot once and it broke one uh, on the side. And then one time a guy fell on me from the side when I was in front of the net, very similar to a football on lineman. You don't see a guy coming and he landed on the side of my knee and I felt it go, but the knee brace just held it enough that I didn't, I didn't miss a shift, uh, let alone two or three weeks so or more. Um, so, I, I don't, you know, think. You know, I'm not promoting guys to do that. I think everybody has to uh, do what they're comfortable with, and I just thought it was a good idea, and it worked for me. It's still a month out, but the, I mean, this trade deadline is going to feel—it's going to feel a whole lot different than last year. Can you can you sense that already? Where I mean, you were asking questions, being asked questions probably in December, yeah, January last year. Yeah, I think there's definitely like we have guys in situations that we're going to be in that situation that we kind of locked up uh, the three guys, and um, you know, I mean, there's other a few other guys around that could be in that situation, but it's hard with uh, the cap situation, you know, I mean, for the other teams to pick up guys that have maybe too much money on the cap. And, uh, you know, I mean, for us, we have some younger guys in the lineup that aren't going anywhere. So definitely it's a different feel this year than last year. And for the coaches, uh, hopefully it'll be easier because we can just, uh, although last year didn't go too bad, we I thought we finished off pretty strong. But it is a bit of a mad scramble when guys are being held out last minute and you know we understand the business so we just have to scramble a bit more and it doesn't just change lines it changes uh, power play combinations that you work all week on and then and then all of a sudden it's changed the day of the game and same as penalty killing uh, combinations that seem to work well so right now we're kind of focusing on a little bit of that those areas trying to get guys back and get them a little bit more uh, attentive to the special teams because we're in so many of these close games, uh, that's going to make a big difference for us. So it's going to be a little bit easier this year, I think, if there's less player movement for us to try and keep that consistency and try and build those uh, special teams up uh, the second half of the year because that's what most teams do. The teams that are going into the playoffs, they have to have them running on all cylinders and, and a little bit of that is a health, but a little bit of it is just working on it in practice this time of the year. You're not. You know, you're not really grinding. You hopefully have your systems down pat, which we're, we're happy with right now. But we still have to work on those a little bit after a break. Uh, but if we can really hone in on our systems in the game and, and work on those special teams to get us over this hump, uh, that's what our plan is right now. So it should be a little bit easier going into the trade deadline if there's less player movement. About the, the tight games, uh, you've got some, you, sorry to bring it up, but you, you know, you've been missing the chances. This is just kind of reinforce that, hey, you look at a guy like a Blackwell or a Kachuk. They're National Hockey League players and they're in the tiny 1% of the 1% of all hockey players. But in order to finish those chances, you've even got to be in that even smaller group. Does that just kind of, I guess, emphasize the fans how elite you have to be to be a scorer in the National Hockey League? For sure. And I think that's, you know, um, not to take away from anybody that's playing now or to put too much pressure on Connor, but that's, that's what his, you know, uh, his, his, he's known for it. Like he's known for finishing and scoring big goals. And uh, you know, one player out of our lineup like that, it, it, it makes a big difference. And we have him, Taylor Hall, Double A. We have uh, a bunch of those guys that are out of there right now. So um, those other guys have done a great job, like uh, Blackwell, Dickinson, and uh, Anderson. You can't say enough about what they've done to the other line. They, I think, they stifled. Uh, 
um, you know, the big line yesterday in Minnesota so much that they had to change them and move them around in the third period and separate them. So uh, that made it actually more difficult for me to try and figure out when to get Dickinson out there, but I usually try to get him out against uh, Kaprizov. But, um, you know, I mean, I think that that's their role uh, and, and they've really added some offense to, to our, which is a plus this year, but really their role is they're doing their role and we're asking them to do a lot more. And, and Dickinson especially has really filled that uh, really well, but now we're asking 10 more players to do that. And uh, it does it does show a little bit, but I think our guys are you know, excited to have an opportunity and they're creating those chances. I think when you don't create those chances, then you don't, you don't feel like you're, you belong or you start to really, for me, it would, it would get to your, um, uh, you know, your confidence, I think. And I think some of them get down on themselves a little bit for missing the chances, but I just keep reassuring guys like, you know, uh, Reichel and Radish and guys that are really doing a lot of good things on the ice and creating those chances when they stop coming. I think that's when we'll start worrying, but I think we we still have to put the work in and bear down. So today we had a couple drills where we just catch and release pucks like quick, you know, trying to catch it, look where the goalie is, and make a split second second decision. And in the game, I think we might hold on to it another half second just to see what's going on instead of just releasing it quick and driving the net and being simple and uh, getting a rebound or a lucky uh, bounce and a goal, and it doesn't go in for us. So even at the end of the game, you know, Donato to Blackwell, two took the goalie right out of his crease and it just hits a skate like there could have there was four uh, legs in there but there was also four openings in between those legs where it was going to go and it just wouldn't pick the right spot for us so we just got to continue to work on it and trust that uh, we're working in the right direction and it's creating some good offense and uh, we're going to get it done your confidence is so high Dickinson it seems like you can send him out against any team's top line is he a guy that you think should get more league-wide attention for his defensive ability and even self-consideration? Yeah, I, I do. I think he's the perfect example of that. Like, uh, you know, he might not have uh, the highest offensive pedigree as a, as a Bergeron, but he's also not playing with Pasternak and Rashawn. So, um, you know, I mean, I think he's done a great job in all aspects of our game and even internally leadership in the dressing room and on the bench. So I think he fits right into that. I. I I'd have a hard time picking five guys in the league that I'd put ahead of him for that role. And uh, you know what, if he, we didn't lock him up and we didn't think of him that much to help us guide a lot of the young guys and uh, value his play going forward, I think he would be probably at the top of the list uh, at trade deadline for teams that are really going for it because he would fit in a, you could put him anywhere in your lineup other than maybe goalie and he would help your team. All right. <laughs> pubic. <laughs> that, I love that that's what you took that's out of the 11 minute availability. That's all I got. This was like Beavis and Butthead laughing I'll, in my head. I'll tell time. you what, though. Like, I was looking down, like, tweeting, you know, like, you know, oh, Jason Dickens well, expecting to yeah, play tomorrow. Yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden I hear pubic and I look up. I'm like, that caught your attention. I was like, no, nah, he didn't say that. And I go back <laughs> that and like, to myself, like, no, wait, there it is again. <laughs> uh, we're chilling. You never, you never know when you're going to get a quick anatomy lesson. Hey. See, we were talking to Emma, our social media coordinator. She's like, I'm graduating college this week. I, I'm going to be an adult. It's like, no. no. I'm 46 <laughs> and I'm still not an adult. Don't worry no. about it, Emma. You're so, fine. Uh, adult is, 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 is a state of mind. That's yeah. true. Uh, as long as you don't allow it to seep in, you'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. But you could tell in practice say that you, the message was shoot the puck. Yep. That was very much the message in most of the drills they did today. And uh, they did it. And I got to say, I said to you, power play two looked pretty good. Lucas Reichel on the left wing was making things happen. I mean, it was the Hawks penalty killing. Sure. So, you know. Yeah, it was also like three-quarter speed, but baby steps. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I Hopefully am, it translates I, to tomorrow night. I can't. Uh, I can't. I got I to gotta give myself a Reichel break. I can't just obsess over it. I know it's with Bedard out, it's like the yeah. main story of the season, but. It's it's too frustrating, but I want sure. him to get opportunities. I want I think it's time to like, okay. And Luke sort of said it. We just heard it. He mentioned him and Radish as guys doing the right things and not getting rewards. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could debate that. Fine, but okay. If Luke feels that Reichel's doing the right things, then give him a shot 
on a top power play unit. I'm sorry. Like, sure. Yeah. Let, all respect to Tyler Johnson. I know you're trying to maximize trade value or whatever you're trying to do. But like, if you're trying to get this kid going, that's the way you do it. Especially when you yeah. score one goal per game. Right. Try something new. That's all. I, yeah. I, yeah. Try something new. Uh, like 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 we talked about last night. Like I think we're getting to the end of the new ideas with when it comes to players like Reichel and, and Radish and, right. and all that. Like it's it's it, it kind of just feels like this is this is what you're gonna get. Like I I really don't know what new lineup combinations are gonna make major differences um, with Bedard out, especially. Um, hopefully that's only gonna be another you know two games or so, but. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I saw people today were upset that Lucas Reichel was on the fourth line, and, and I said to you guys, I'm just like, they're all yeah, fourth lines. They're all fourth lines. When, 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 unless Bedard's in the lineup, they're all fourth lines. So you can mix and match whatever you want. It's all kind of going to be the same. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I just think once Bedard's back, I would like to say that Reichel has earned an opportunity to play with him again and see if that can go because it it worked for a short term when they did play together earlier this year um but it was only two three games it worked for a game or two and then it didn't work for a game and then they were switched out uh off of each other's lines so yeah i i think it's just uh it's just a matter of of for some of these guys just being able to pull themselves out of these out of these slumps or Whatever yeah. it tends to be. I mean, it, yeah, as you said, it kind of is what it is now. Like, there's not a whole lot of different dynamic combinations you can make right now. Obviously, when Reichel, right. uh, when Bedard gets back, that's the spot everybody's going to want to be at. But with him not in the lineup, it's all kind of the same. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot. Like, the second line, the Dickinson line isn't going to change anytime soon because that's, as he said in the – uh, as Luke said today, that's his defensive shutdown line with, with Anderson and Blackwell. Mm -hmm. But I still say play until Bedard comes back, play Reichel with Dickinson. Why not try it? Everybody seems to elevate their game when they're on the same line as Jason Dickinson. If you want Lucas Reichel to play that simple straight-ahead game, what better way to do it than on Jason Dickinson's wing? Because that's right, the type yeah. of game, that's the exact game Jason Dickinson plays. So mm -hmm. um, that's, that's I'd like to see that. I don't think that's going to happen i think that that line when anderson and blackwell was just relied upon too much defensively maybe when bedard comes back you could break it up because you you can maybe afford a little sacrifice a little defense for a little more offense when you know you have a little more scoring ability now you have to do everything so perfect defensively because the second you give up that second goal the game's over mm -hmm. yep and they know it they know the game's over too um, before we end, can we just uh, address that the Lucas Reichel for Capo Caco trade is not happening? No. The New York Rangers are trying to win a cup, not get worse. <laughs> yeah. I, I know and they're not they're not moving him not, for anything lateral either, which it wouldn't be right. one for one. No, the Rangers still no. believe he has a lot of value, and if they're going to trade him, they're going to trade him for somebody that can help them win the Stanley Cup this year. That's not Lucas Reichel. Immediate impact. Yeah, I mean, because they're not trading their first-round pick, apparently, because they, they have to get on stage. Yeah. They have to have a, <laughs> Clown shoe, unserious Oof. organization. That's a, yeah, that's quite the I own choice. the spear. We need to get on stage to make the 20th pick of the draft. That's more important than getting Elias Lindholm and maybe winning a cup this year. I'm sure Chris Drury is just thrilled that the owner's like, no, you can't trade a first-round pick. Oh, and yeah. I guarantee you it was Chris Drury who put that out there. Yes. There's oh, sure, no sure, doubt sure, in my yeah. mind. As <laughs> soon as he got that, that email, he was like, hey, Elliot Freeman, get a load of this crap. Dear media, <laughs> this is something you should say, not for me. Hey, you know what Steven else you Cicero. should do? <laughs> what? Speaking of people you should uh, reach out to and make immediate transactions with, yeah. is our guy, Charlie, the bacon guy. Yes. Yes, of Charles hockey, T. Of, bacon fellow. Of, of hockey DB fame. <laughs> yes, he even has his own <laughs> hockey DB he page. Does. Uh, Charlie the Bacon Guy is based out of Woodridge and makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 35 different flavors. You want a last-minute addition to your Super Bowl spread that yes. is going to put mm -hmm. it over the top? Yes. 
put some Charlie the Bacon guy bacon right in the middle of that spread and is going to be the champion of the day, regardless of who wins the big game. The bacon and bacon jams are all naturally cured, preservative-free products. These aren't any ingredients. There aren't any ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself involved in the process, unlike most of those store-bought bacons. It's vacuum-sealed. It freezes perfectly. Freezing bacon. Will bacon last long enough to freeze? I, I don't get that. That doesn't compute. I mean, but, if you order, like, 20 pounds of it. Yeah, which that's you should. called Saturday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this freezing bacon concept is is foreign to me because I usually eat it up right away. But, hey, for you, those of you want to save it, bacon lasts in the package up to 60 days in the fridge. Uh, or one week after the seal's broken, and nine months in the freezer. You know, Forget nine months seal. in the oven, nine months in the freezer. Bacon jam lasts about 90 days in the fridge or one year in the freezer. All of it lasts about 90 seconds in my house. That's how good it is. Uh, some of the favorite flavors you can get, the maple pepper, rosemary, chorizo, French toast, Korean barbecue, uh, ranch, Old Bay, and some of the uh, bacon jam flavors, Love the original bacon. bourbon bourbon, and the spicy. The bacon jam is awesome. It You can put it in your scrambled eggs, put it on toast, crackers, burgers, your grilled cheese sandwich, your charcuterie boards, or Charlie's favorite, the spoon. Yep. I don't even use a spoon. I just like, grab it. I just I eat it like 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 Randy in a Christmas story. Just chug it. Like the little piggies. Show me how the piggies eat. <laughs> and starting now, <laughs> you can save 10% on out. your order at charliethebaconguy.com when you use the promo code CHGO at checkout. You can pick it up from Charlie. That's the most efficient way. Or he'll deliver it to you, meet you halfway, or even ship it. He makes the bacon so you can bring it home. Once again, that's charliethebaconguy.com. Yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And we do have a super chat we need to uh, knock out here really quick from Evil Bills. He says, thank you, Corey, for the epic memories. Thank you, CHGO, for bringing this epic content. Of course, that was a lot of fun. That is an epic super chat. thanks to our friends at the Ice Hogs for helping get that done. Yeah, that was was great. And if you are, again, check it out, icehogs.com. Get tickets to that game. There's not a bad seat in the house. Nope. Nope. Uh, So, yeah, head on over to Rockford. It'll be a really good time. We'll be there. Uh, eating hot dogs and pretzels. Yeah, guys, we had a bunch of new subscribers during the show today. Awesome. In fact, as I'm saying this, I just see we just got another one. Hell yeah. Everyone, I I saw a lot of new names in the chat today. Please hit the subscribe button. It helps us get guests like this more often. Mm -hmm. And also hit the like button. Yeah. See, that's a... Hit every button possible in support of us. That's the thing. If if Corey Crawford's like, what is this? He... You know, before we started the show, he said, how long you guys been doing this? Yeah. Probably the first experience with us. He sees the interaction. He sees the different names. He sees the likes piling up. He sees the subscribers. He's going to see stuff on social media. Okay, that was worth my time. That was right, worth yeah. doing. And the more likes, the more subscribers we have, the more of a signal we have. Growth. And it all, it helps you, the viewer, to help us, the content provider. It's a it's a mutually beneficial. So, yeah, smash that like button for us every time you see a CHGO video. How about you're on social media? And maybe you're not a Bulls fan, but a CHGO Bulls video pops up. Just hit that heart. Every little bit of interaction helps us out big time, and especially if you become a diehard. And there's great value in it. Again, we told you about it a little bit earlier, but you get a free shirt or hat upon sign-up. 20% off everything at chgolocker.com. 20% off all of our events and takeovers. Access to our members-only Discord. Great value. You go to one event, you get your free shirt. It basically pays for itself. It's an awesome, awesome value, and it helps us out big time. Go to allchgo.com for and more details. Luke says, what if you're already subbed? Well, Luke, you would tell your friends to do the same. Yep. Subscribe. And burner accounts. If you don't have any friends, make your own burner accounts. And if you're yep. like Mackenzie Ant Whistle and don't have a family to tell, yeah. make your own burner family your fa- accounts. Family to make yes. one. Yeah. 
As, but it, as but Steven what, points out, there is no limit on burner accounts. Make a million yeah. accounts, subscribe them all to the show. Well, and that's what we're talking about, too, with the social media stuff. Follow CHGO Sports on social media, and every time you see one of our videos pop up, just hit that heart. It takes half a second. Yeah. You know, uh, you like something, share it. Yeah. That's the way That's the way you help us grow. So uh, we appreciate all your support. We appreciate Corey Crawford coming on. Yes. We're going to talk to you all tomorrow night after Hawks and Rangers, a very aesthetically pleasing game. Hey, speaking of trading Lucas Reichel for Capo Caco. Maybe it'll happen before just the game. Just switch locker rooms, there buds. Go. There you go. There you go. That, I mean, I'm down Confirmed. To. It's going to happen. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you all tomorrow after Hawks and Rangers on the CHGO Blackhawks And podcast. we would like to remind you that we're powered Thank by ComEd. Oh, Steven yes. with the save. You, you want to finish it? Uh, No. What's, All right. the, what's that website, Steve? Come on, Steven. You've heard this. <laughs> You've heard this how right. many times? <laughs> All right, let me do it. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, we are powered by ComEd. Like Steven you, said, it's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com uh, slash clean. Go back in the podcast Steve, and listen to our organic conversation about uh, Steven Steven uh, comes through. Even after you dogged him for his uh, editing abilities, Jay. It's just... I said me. I said I should have edited <laughs> I that better. blame on that one. Jeez. I hate you guys. Uh. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. We all silly like the mayor. 